up, everyone? Welcome to the State Field Sports History for January 2nd, 2024. I'm your host, Jim Montgomery. Before we get into today's episode, just a couple of housekeeping notes. I apologize for the sound on both the video and the podcast. If it sounds a little echoey, that's because I'm in the process of changing some things around here in the office. And basically what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to change the aesthetics for the video, make it look more professional and get like a nice backdrop. But what I need to do is rearrange my office, which started with getting rid of the old rug, which was already too big because this is the office I use for work as well. So I didn't realize how much sound the rug absorbed. So that's why it sounds a little echoey, but I am working on getting a new mic, which hopefully will alleviate that as well. Because in order to rearrange the office, the mic is on a chair sitting over here, which once I rearrange, it's not going to be there. And I have no place to put this microphone. And you guys all know when I go on the road how the microphone looks. If I'm thinking about getting a nice desktop mic that actually will alleviate the concern with that as well as the echo sound. So all of that to say, thank you for your patience. Lots of good things in the new year as we try to grow this thing and make it better Um, also stay tuned for back to the future i'm not sure i'm at a crossroads with back to the future and trying to figure out which direction i want to go with that uh there will not be a new episode this week uh which there wasn't going to be anyway but stay tuned for that a good thing to do is check out some of the archives and in light of what the eagles have been doing it's probably a good time to check out the july 27th episode where i went over my over and underrated list in philly sports uh Probably should have put this Eagles team right at the very top of the overrated list. But go back and give the archives a listen. That's Back to the Future with a PH wherever you get your podcast as well as on YouTube. All right, so it is Tuesday. And I know it's hard to be positive with what's going on with the Eagles right now. However, it's a new year. And I debate it whether to continue with the Tuesday motivation and positivity in a new year. Or just get rid of it. And I'm keeping it because it's it's going to help keep me motivated. Uh, I've said I've talked the other day about New Year's resolutions and setting specific goals that are measurable. And one of my big ones, and I, I think all of this is going to to help, um, is just to remain more positive. And positivity is a choice, so I'm choosing to be positive today, despite the Eagles trying to do their best to pull me down. Uh, I won two fantasy football Super Bowls the other night. My Michigan Wolverines are playing for the national championship, but I'm still pissed off about the Eagles, and I'm not letting them bring me down. Um, As you've seen people say all the time, that if you go to church, not today, Satan. I'm not letting the Eagles do it to me, so I'm choosing positivity. And with your New Year's resolutions, again, I talked about setting specific goals. Uh, A lot of times, hey, go lose weight. Well, I set a specific goal. My goal is to lose 51 pounds. I'm starting that off with dry January. Hopefully, you're going to kickstart that. I'm going to keep you guys up to date because it's going to help hold me accountable. So 51 pounds by December 31st is my goal. Uh, So that's the specific thing. Uh, and if you, a lot of people say, oh, well, New Year's resolutions, they always fail. And we, we, I talked about setting the specific because you don't have anything to look forward to. I'm putting it out there now. It's, it's out there. 51 pounds by the end of the year. That's where you guys are going to help me out with this. But for some people, they just don't like to do it. And I think a good, if you don't want to do a New Year's resolution, a good New Year's resolution um, that you can measure 
And we did this in December when we had our food and gift drive as well as the 25 days of kindness. Just resolve to be a better person each day. Each day you wake up, show that gratitude, say, I'm going to be a better person than I was yesterday. And that's real easy to do. Uh, and that way, it's an easy one, too, because if you have a bad day, you can, next day you wake up, you can start over, start fresh. Just try to be a better person each day as it goes. And that is our Tuesday positivity slash motivation. Um, and, and again, I, I guess the little saying that to take away with positivity is a choice. So you get to choose every day whether you want to have a good day or a bad day. And today I woke up. It was cold. I didn't want to go work out. Uh, I had that realization like, oh crap, it's the day after a holiday. I wasn't even sure if Planet Fitness was open. So I decided not to go to the gym because I didn't want to drive all the way to the gym and not have it open. So I was like, I'm up, I'm staying up, I'm not rolling back into bed. Went out, did a 48-minute walk, got almost three, two, two, two and three quarters miles in. So that's the choice you make. You choose to be positive and that should be your resolution for the years. Be a better person every single day all right um i guess let's start with let's start with everything else and then we'll get into the eagles uh for the sixers they're back in action tonight against the bulls down at the wells fargo center joe appears to be on track to play which is a welcome sight i did see that d'anthony melton probably will not be playing and one of the the people that were linked to the Sixers or the Sixers were interested in in a trade was OG Ananobi. Uh, he is off the the market now. He was traded to the Knicks over the weekend. Somehow I missed that in all of my disgust with the way the Eagles played on Sunday. So OG Ananobi is not going to be a Sixer. Does not mean they're not going to make any moves. So we'll see what happens as that goes. But they're back in action tonight against the Bulls at the FU or the Wells Fargo Center. Hopefully they can finally break through and win one against the Bulls. It's one of those teams that always gives them fits. And I mean that even dates back to Michael Jordan days. Flyers in action in Edmonton tonight. They are looking to get off their Schneid. Not a good. They kind of limped into the new year. And you got to wonder, if, is this where they they return back to where they are? Or are they going to respond and, and be resilient like they have been all season? Anxious to see where this goes tonight. However, as we get closer to their... Uh, John Tortorella at one point said, we talked about this, that the end of January is usually when you see where you are and whether you're a buyer or a seller. So the next few weeks is going to be critical for the Flyers to see which direction this team goes moving forward. All right, Eagles. And I guess we'll start with the recap of the question of the day. Yesterday I said, who's mostly to blame for the Eagles' woes, and I did do a couple Twitter polls. I said, is it Nick Sirianni? Is it a combination of Desai and uh, Matt Patricia? Is it Howie Roseman? Is it the players? And I purposely didn't put Brian Johnson on there because, like I said yesterday, they, the offense, yes, they've had their issues, but the offense was not the problem. They, they I mean... Uh, the play calling on the – I'll give you like the one drive when they uh, – what was it? The punt or however they got the ball at midfield. And they had third and 20 and they ran the screen, the one that Devontae Smith got hurt on. Yeah, that wasn't good play calling. But 
two of three drives they scored it on in the first half. Uh, two of their four drives in the second half they scored on, and the one they didn't score on was because it was the end of the game and they had to throw a hail mary. So I'm, I'm backing off the offense, but the question of the day recap. You guys all said Sirianni, and there were a few people who really said, listen, he's the guy that picked, chose the coordinator. So if you're going to blame anybody, it's him or Howie or whoever made the hiring decisions for these coordinators. And I don't necessarily disagree with him. It's on him. There were a lot of calls uh, I saw about trying to, should he be fired? And I, I think that might be... A, a, a tad bit much of an overreaction. Yes, this thing has snowballed. However, I, I don't think it's time to start calling for him to be fired. I do think he's on the hot seat going into next year. But to call for him to be fired um, without giving him the opportunity to fix this, because keep in mind, when they had to hire those coordinators. They were had the last pick of all of them, which I totally feel the NFL needs to change the whole process. And, and no coaches or coordinators or anybody should be hired until after the Super Bowl to give everybody an equal chance, especially if you're a Super Bowl team. Because if we saw what happened with Gannon, it's questionable whether how or how focused he was during the Super Bowl because he was interviewing for the job in Arizona. I think something needs to change with that. And, I mean, obviously I don't feel the Eagles are going back to the Super Bowl, so they should have a head start this year on some coordinators. I saw some people say, well, why would a coordinator want to go there when the side was – and I I think, again, a lot of that is overreaction. But that's today's question of the day. Should Nick Sirianni be back next year? Uh, Should he be fired? Should he be left go? Let me know what you think. 267-495-8531. Called, leave a t- voicemail, send a text message. Let me know. Should Nick Sirianni be the Eagles head coach next year? 267-495-8531. Get you in. Uh, apparently, I'm seeing it all over social media, on the radio. And it's not something I necessarily thought was even in play. So let me know. It should, should Nick Sirianni be back? 267-495-8531. All right. Devontae Smith does have a mild ankle sprain that he hurt on that screen pass to, I guess, I think it was Gamewell. It doesn't even matter at this point. Uh, Nothing major, they said. Whether or not he plays on on Sunday, I don't know. Uh, But I don't know. I'm assuming that's where he got hurt, too. It sure looked like it and watching some of the replays. The other big thing I saw floating around on social media today or yesterday was whether or not the Eagles should rest the starters. And... I'm in this this weird headspace right now where I'm torn between emotional and logical thinking right now. And I, I think the logical thinking is no, you don't bench the starters. You still have a shot to win the division. Who knows what Washington's going to do? They played uh, they played the Niners tough for a little bit in that game on Sunday. It's a division game. I don't know where it is, though, whether it's in Dallas or Washington. You're playing at the same time. I don't think you rest the starters. I think you got to try to break out of whatever it is, man. Give them a chance. And and if their confidence is shot, what kind of confidence are you going to give them by not having them play? So I don't don't buy into that. But emotionally, yeah, you're like, well, they're not going to win. So why not? But I I don't see the the value in 
resting the starters, to be completely honest. I, I mean, I I don't know. Let me know that, too. Should the Eagles rest the starters? I, that's not our official question of the day, but let me know. Should should the Eagles rest the starters? I, I didn't even think it was an option. It wasn't even something that was on my radar. Um, but here we go. But other than that, to quote A.J. Brown, there's nothing left to say. I mean, usually at this point in the week, I'm putting a bow on the like. There's that was just an atrocious, atrocious defensive effort, and yes, it's 100% on the defense. And you can whether it's Sirianni's fault for putting them into place, Howie Roseman for not signing the. I don't care. That was on the defense. 150% that was on the defense. There's nothing left to say. I get why AJ and everybody else is frustrated, but that is on the defense. So I I don't know. I'm not falling for it again. I mean, to me, for three weeks in a row now, I'm saying this is their get-right spot. This is their get-right spot. This is their get-right spot. They're not going to get right. I'm not falling for it again. They, the game's at 425. Whether or not they play the starters, yeah, they suck me in. I'll watch it. But, again, that's all I have to say. But be sure to let me know whether or not you think Nick Nick Sirianni should be the Eagles coach next year. 267-495-8531 gets you on the voice and text line. You know who is not going to let you down? They never have and they never will. And that's phillygoat.com. Go check them out for all of your Philly sports apparel needs. Not a Philly sports fan, but like the city of Philadelphia, they got you covered. Whether it's water ice, soft pretzels, Rocky, uh, whatever neighborhood you live in. Go check them out, phillygoat.com. Use the promo code Jim Montgomery when you check out for 10% off your order. You won't be disappointed. Philly Goat will never let you down, unlike the Eagles. So go to phillygoat.com. Use the promo code Jim Montgomery for 10% off your order at checkout. All right, today, if you think times are bad for the Eagles now, well, on this day back in 2015, it was the beginning of the end of the Chip Kelly era. Uh, This was the day that Jeffrey Lurie gave him complete control over all football-related decisions, essentially allowing him to be head coach and general manager. He promoted, and I'll put that in air quotes, Howie Roseman to executive vice president of football operations. But if you remember from Jason Kelsey's speech, they put him in the closet, and he was just sitting back there all by himself. And we all know what Chip Kelly did. Got rid of LaShawn McCoy, Deshaun Jackson, traded Nick Foles for Sam Bradford, then replaced them with guys like Kiko Alonso, Byron Maxwell, excuse me, Byron, Byron Maxwell, DeMarco Murray, Ryan Matthews, and the, the list goes on. However, and I, I mentioned this the other day, and I'll stand by it. It was not all bad for Chip Kelly, and I still don't think they win the Super Bowl because Chip Kelly brought in Jeff Stoutland as offensive line coach, who's still here, and the offensive line swears by him, even though it's not been the the normal, typical year for the offensive lineman. Still a pretty good offensive line he puts together. It's like a factor. He gets them in and, and really helps them out. He drafted Lane Johnson, uh, Zach Ertz, Jordan Hicks, Two, those two guys specifically helped win that Super Bowl season. He re-signed Brandon Graham. At one point, Brandon Graham was almost out the door in free agency. Chip Kelly re-signed him, and Brandon Graham played the one of the most pivotal roles in that Super Bowl. 
He named Deuce Staley as a running back coach who, at that point, Deuce Staley was just a quality control special teams coach, I think, under Andy Reid. Really kind of launched Deuce's career, saw something in him. Still wouldn't mind having Deuce back in Philly, maybe as offensive coordinator, to be honest. He named Dave Phipp special teams coach, who was also kept by Doug, who's on that Super Bowl team. And, again, I mean... Does the good outweigh the bad? I don't know, but he put a lot of those pieces in place that helped us win the Super Bowl. I still say no Super Bowl without Chip Kelly. Could have done without all the other BS that he did. But on this day, back in 2015, it was the beginning of the end of Chip Kelly as Jeffrey Lurie gave him complete control over all things football-related, essentially making him head coach and general manager of the team. All right, continuing with our Philly sports free agents who got a fresh start when they came to Philly. Today, we're going to go stick with the Eagles and go with Asante Samuel. Before he came to Philly, yes, he played in the Super Bowl on that uh, the undefeated team, but he only had one Pro Bowl season when he was in New England. He did have another year where he had like 10 interceptions, but he signed early on in free agency with the Eagles in 2008, six-year, $56 million contract. When he, while he was in Philly, he spent four years here, made three more Pro Bowls. He had nine interceptions in 2009, which is tied for second all-time in a single season for the Eagles. If you're wondering, Bill Bradley had 11 in 1971. He had 23 total interceptions in four years, two touchdowns, two forced fumbles, three fumble recoveries. Unfortunately, he wasn't really known for his tackling, but we'll give him a pass on that considering we could definitely use another guy like him on this team right now. Uh, he did have four good seasons. I would say uh, even go as far as saying they were great seasons in Philly. Made three of his four Pro Bowls here. Unfortunately, he never made it back to the Super Bowl. He came to Philly thinking he was gonna, they were going to make it to the Super Bowl. Their best shot came that 2008 season when they lost to the Cardinals in the NFC Championship game. I would say and venture to say Asante Samuel was mostly a fan favorite, minus the whole tackling. But looking back on his career now and what we have, I would take 10 Asante Samuels over one James Bradbury. But today's Philly free agent who got a fresh start when he got here and, and rejuvenated and I will say Sante Samuel is probably known more for his time here in Philly than anything else. I mean, had the best years of his career here, I would say. Three of three of his four Pro Bowls were made here. Uh, but Asante Samuel is today's Philly sports free agent who got a fresh start and rejuvenated or restart or whatever you want to call it, their career here. On this day, back in 2015, Jeff Lurie named Chip Kelly I don't know what his official title was, but gave him control over the entire team and he completely screwed it up. But he did have some positive positive things that he put in place that helped the Eagles win the Super Bowl. Be sure to let me know and answer our question of the day. Should Nick Sirianni be the coach next year for the Eagles? 267-495-8531. Be sure to also give me your opinion on whether or not the Eagles should rest the starters on Sunday. It's, a, it's an interesting take. I don't know. Maybe a week, like an a extra bye week. I, I don't know. I mean, I don't see this team beating anybody right now, so I don't necessarily think it matters. Uh, so maybe, who knows, maybe Marcus Mariota can lead them to victory. The uh, Commanders beat the Cowboys, and all of a sudden, now we have a quarterback controversy going into the playoffs. Who knows? I don't know. Let me know what you think. 
Sixers and Flyers both in action tonight. Remember, New Year's resolutions can be as simple as just resolving to be a better person every single day. And remember, positivity is a choice. You can choose to be positive or negative. I chose to be positive today. Not going to let the Eagles get me down. And that that's all I have to say about that. But this has been This Day in Philly Sports History. I'm Jim Montgomery. Go have yourselves a Tuesday. And until next time, I'll see you when I see you.